0: Welcome to Unabridged, the weekly podcast where teachers take on books. We're your hosts. I'm
1: Sarah, and I'm here today with Jen and Ashley. This is Ashley. We'll chat about our Unabridged Book Club's Pick of the Month, recommend related books, and share our nerdy English teacher love of reading with our Unabridged highlights and with short episodes featuring targeted topics. To follow along with
2: our schedule, visit our website, unabridgedpod.com, where the books we read are linked for purchase. You want opinions about books? We've got them. Hey, this is Jen. Um, So we are here with one of our Unabridged shorts. And because it's February, we decided that we would talk about some of our favorite love stories. And I I love love stories. (laughs) I I read a lot of romance and they make me very happy. Um, So... I have a lot that I would love to share with you. I think we all do at varying levels of excitement. Ashley's glaring at me.
1: Glaring, glaring is a strong word. Brown is slightly. Was a little bit inquisitive when she said the long list. It is true that Sarah and I were like, we think you can stop now <laughs> because she had like twenty listed, and also love stories are not my most favorite thing, no. which was another. So I wasn't glaring, but I was like, oh. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, that's really weird because when I was trying to think about my love stories, I realized I really don't read a lot of love stories that are written for adults. I've read mm. a lot of young adult that have romance adjacent, yeah. but not like yeah. a true romance. So yeah. I was I was like, I don't have a lot to pull from, but I, I, f- I found
2: some. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Same here. Same here.
2: Well, I'm going to start um, <laughs> with a book that I've talked about on the podcast many times, but it is the first book that popped into my head when I thought about this episode and and that is Rainbow Rouse Fangirl. Um, I just, this book for me is comfort food, whatever the book equivalent of comfort food is. Um, It is just, I've read it several times. I think it's really great in the way it juxtaposes um, fangirl writing, fan writing, and this great love story between two characters who are imperfect, And who have to find a way to come to an agreement about what their relationship will be like. And um, they are both quite quirky. Um, Cather, the protagonist, is perhaps quirkier. Um, But yeah, I just really love it. I love characters who feel real to me and she feels real to me. So Rainbow Rouse Fangirl is my first love story.
1: So in Rainbow Rowell's Fangirl, I'll just build on to that one um, she the the fan fiction that's being written is Carry On, that then Rainbow Rowell made into um, an amazing book, it is my favorite of Rainbow Rowell's books um, and it's called Carry On and um, that story is one of my most favorite love stories actually so um, and I yeah, I mean I love the book I think that um it I like fangirl I do not love fangirl as much as Jen does but I I liked it but then I loved the deeper dive into the fan fiction so in some ways I didn't buy into it as fan fiction in the fangirl book as much and then when it was its own story and I was all in it I loved it so much um it has a lot of the elements that I love of a Harry Potter-ish world um and yet it's geared a bit older so it's a little bit um crasser a little bit grittier mm-hmm. and that is I'm all in for that um and then the love story that evolves is just really sweet so yeah I love that one so that was Rainbow Rowl also with Fangirl I mean with <laughs> <laughs> see fan girl, I know <laughs> it's like subconscious subconsciousness is like weighing in here anyway um Rainbow Rowl with Carry On and I will join the Rainbow row <laughs> fan club. Apparently we have a love story going for Rainbow Row Yes. <laughs> um,
0: I'm going to go with Eleanor and Park. I read this several years ago, um, and it was my first Rainbow Rowl book. And it was probably one of the first YAs I had read in a really long time. And um, it just, I love this love story between the two title characters. And I think she just has this ability, especially in this book, to write teenagers. She reminds me like, some of the characters in John Green's book. Like, he he can – they write these characters who um, are just – just seem so real. And Mm -hmm. they have problems, but they also have this underlying, like, strength. And I just – that's what I loved about this book. And um, normally I hate – book jackets, like the descriptions in book jackets, but I, the book jacket on Eleanor and Park says, said over the course of one school year, this is the story of two star-crossed 16 year olds, smart enough to know that first love almost never lasts, but brave and desperate enough to try. And I just (laughs) love that. And um, I love both of these characters. Um, I thought that the book was really realistic and um, it touched my heart. So Eleanor and Park, I am on the Rainbow Row train with Ashley and Jen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I want to recommend two series. Um, Both of them, I would not say are purely about the romance, but romance is a big part of them. Um, And both of them follow, uh, each of them follows a couple over the course of a relationship so the first one is one from my childhood which sounds kind of odd but it's ellen montgomery's anne of green gables is the first book and then there's a whole series um and in this book i mean i just think anne is one of my favorite protagonists ever um she is spunky and she is just this outsider who has this brilliant perspective on life and i think if you're thinking of love stories that aren't just romance the love that she finds with Marilla and Matthew, who adopt her, is just one of the most beautiful parent-child relationships I think I've ever read. But anyway, um, and then, and hopefully this isn't a spoiler because this book is really old, but Anne and Gilbert, it's this enemies-to-friends love story. They really don't get along when they're children. They grow to love each other, and eventually they get married, and then you see their marriage. And so I think that's unusual it to see a love story that's continued through the marriage that isn't just happily ever after um and then the other series that does the same thing as diana gabaldon's outlander series it does it in a very different way and in a much more explicit way um there's a lot of sex in this series and it always feels ridiculous to describe a time travel series but there's time travel there's world war ii there's scotland back in the day um And so many pages. And so many pages. 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 These are some some big books. (laughs) You know
1: Sarah and I are out on (laughs) that one.
2: But I just love these books. They are fun. And I think Jamie, even before the show was out, I thought he was really sexy. And I love Claire because she brings her modern perspective to to see a feminist in (laughs) old time Scotland is really funny. Um, And so, again, you just see this couple grow pass that initial flash of love into something deeper. So Ella Montgomery's Anne of Green Gables, Diana Gabaldon's Outlander, um, kind of a weird pairing, but there it is.
1: Um, another, <laughs> sorry. I'll
2: just acknowledge that my
1: phone
0: rang. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, while well, we're talking about series books, um, actually, when you were describing, it was you talking about... Um, explicit sex that made me think about the saga series um which is yes um, great i mean oh, it's a graphic novel a um but it really it's a comic book series um and it's fantasy i'm not gonna go a lot in depth i've talked about this before i think jen probably has as well we both really like it but i mean i love the love story yeah. in that. that. So of you said that's that a that's, a that's brian example. k vaughn's um saga and it saga one and two are the volumes are in books now. Um, and I just love that. I love Mm -hmm. the love story in that, um, it's complicated and, um, difficult and and really tumultuous and like Jen was saying with Anna green gables it tracks the couple over a long period of time and i think a lot of times we don't get to see that in stories um it is like a happily ever after often like the stories about the coming together Mm -hmm. of of a couple um and then you don't really see anything after and so i like that part of saga so i was not planning to speak on that one at all but um i i feel like i have to mention it um, anyway, when you think when I'm thinking about series books, um, Marissa Meyer's um, Cinder series, the the Lunar Chronicles, um, I love those so much. I love the characters. Um, I, I love that I'm a sucker for twisted fairy tales. Um, and I, again, I think I've talked about this in other contexts before, um, but I do love the love story in it. Um, I think that it is. Sweet, It develops over a long period of time. And the different books have different love stories, all of which I think are believable, rich, um, interesting, and quite different from each other. So I think that's a nice series to look at um, different couples and the ways that they um, function as a couple.
0: I haven't read those, but I've always... Mm -hmm. I've always eyed them, but I do again, love them. it's a series, and that just feels overwhelming, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but not as long as Outlander, no, so no, perhaps no. there's a better chance. Um, well, I'm going to talk about one I read just recently um, in January, and it is The Kiss Quotient by Ellen H- Huang, I'm sorry if I butchered that name. I did try to look it up. Um, I feel like that's my—I feel like that's my normal statement. <laughs> um, but I did try to look it up, and I couldn't find it. But um, anyway, so I got this book from Book of the Month um, a, a, a while back, and it has been sitting on my shelf, and I decided to pick it up because um, I wanted something fast, and it is a very fast read. <laughs> And it is a love story, but it is pretty steamy. Which I, if you follow me on Instagram, you um, were let, I let you know that several times. But um, it just the the sex is pretty explicit for me. Um, but I did I enjoyed that the the main character Stella is um she has asperger's and so the premise of the story is that she has asperger's and she um doesn't really get the whole romance thing um and she she hires a male escort to um teach her how to how to have a relation well how to have sex first and um it's pretty explicit, and it's um, It's fascinating, like, the dynamics between the two. And um, I did enjoy her backstory and his backstory. Uh, I, I liked it. For a romance, mm-hmm. I liked it. But, again, it was steamy. It's not for your mama. <laughs> did, did, Sarah,
1: did Sarah mention? It it's is steamy.
0: steamy. So if, you're, if you are think, listening, think, we <laughs> want to make sure
1: you know. <laughs>
0: well, I think it's just, like, when you, <laughs> when you, look, you pick up a book, like – um, like Fifty Shades of Grey you know going in that it's going to be there's going to be some explicit sex scenes but like on the front of this is a couple like kissing and some math equation things and I'm like okay it does not does not say like we're going to have a lot of steamy sex to me so, <laughs> so when I when I was reading I was like oh wow they're going there <laughs> <And> <laughs> so I <laughs> I just want to know, want people to know that if they are listening to the podcast and that is something that they are not looking for, then don't pick up the kiss mm-hmm. quotient. But if that is something that you that you like or that you don't mind, it's a, it's a lovely story and it's a different take on a contemporary romance. I have not um, read something like that and it's really it is the way that the love story develops is both frightening and also <laughs> precious. <laughs> Because of the way it begins, so it's, it's kind of like, like a, that could be a show title. frightening and <laughs> precious <impression>. love stories. <laughs> um, but it's kind of like Pretty Woman, in, in with the gender roles reversed. So, anyway, that's the one I told. <laughs> I, well, I feel yeah, like there's not a good my, yeah, pink. I know from. Ashley's like, can I please borrow that tomorrow? <laughs>
2: all right well i have a similarly steamy recommendation this is um, this is the episode of steamy that's right it's very steamy steamy um (laughs) sally Thorne's the hating game which is quite sexually explicit so again if that's not your thing don't read it um but this book is another um friends to enemies story which apparently i'm recommending today Enemies to friends. Thank you, Ashley. Yes, she's giving me the hand signal. <laughs> <laughs> you did it backwards. <laughs> enemies to friends. Um, when the, I thought I could, have So I was like, uh, <laughs> it could go the other way, no. but it didn't. Yeah, it is was, enemies <laughs> to friends. Okay. That would be weird. Um, so <laughs> this one is great. I I really enjoyed this one. Um, th- it's it's all about the banter. So it's a fairly straightforward narrative. It's about these two people, this man and this woman, who work together. And they are sort of professional rivals, and they really get on each other's nerves. Um, and they just have this great witty ba- banter back and forth where they are, you know, antagonizing each other for a long time and then not antagonizing each other. Um, but it's just really smart. The dialogue is smart, the writing is really smart. Um, it's narrated from her perspective, and she is just this great, confident woman um which i really appreciate and the male protagonist is very dreamy which i also appreciate and yeah so that's sally thorns the hating game and she just had um, a follow-up her second novel came out in january so um i'm i have not read it yet but i have heard good reviews of that as well so tentative recommendation on that one i can't remember the title but we'll put it in the show notes
1: is yours steamy I was going to say my next recommendation is not steamy um, and I feel like I should say about the kiss question it's not that I'm dying to read a steamy book but I would not have picked it up on that premise. And then what you said about like the way the couple comes mm-hmm. together and everything, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's an yeah. interesting perspective. So then that, that does make me more interested in wanting to read it. Whereas like, when I see the cover, again, I'm not a romance book mm-hmm. per- lover. So like a lot of those times I see the covers and it's like off-putting. Well, and so what that I, is interesting.
0: And what I do want to say is after reading it, if you read the author's note, don't mm-hmm. read it first, but after reading it, if you read the author's note, it's really fascinating how she came to write the book. And I think, that that author's note made me like the book even more Mm -hmm. so I thought that That was really cool yeah it sounds
1: really interesting okay so my not steamy recommendation (laughs) um, which I do love is Leigh Bardugo I feel like I have to say an aside that she has both a Netflix thing coming and her next book is coming and it is all over the you know Twitterverse and social media um, because people are very excited and I'm excited I'm part of that crowd Um, anyway Leigh Bardugo the Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom duology um like, like the Cinder series, there are multiple couples involved in this story, um, and I really like that, but the main two characters I love um, <laughs> in in that series, and I just think I, I love them as individuals, mm-hmm. and I love their relationship is really complicated, and they both have a lot of baggage that they bring to being a couple, um, and yet... Their relationship is really tender and vulnerable um, and hopeful amid they both have had um, and continue to have like really hard circumstances, and so um, I I just love that. Um, and I mean the the main. Um, Guy, cause is um, a bad boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I, I should say that for Sarah because I keep <laughs> wanting her to read these books. Um, and then, you know, I just think he is, yeah, I mean, both of them are really broken but really strong. Mm-hmm. And... Um, both of them are trying to find their way to do what's right in a really wrong world, kind of. Um, yeah, so I just, I love those, and I love that couple, Ines and Kaz particularly, but again, there are some other mm-hmm. um, other partner relationships in the stories that, in those two books that I enjoy as well.
0: I, I am going to read those. I oh, really want so to. I know, I know, just looking at the covers, I know that I will mm-hmm. love them, but anyway, that's something for a different day. Um, so I um, I did want to say, like, when you are talking about these romance, your m- romances, and especially when you're talking about Six of Crows, is I t- the romance that tends. To like really affect me are more of like the star-crossed lovers yeah. or like mm-hmm. these these um, me too. these characters mm-hmm. who go th- through to great lengths to be able to be together. Mm-hmm. And we are in the near future. We'll have like a sad books episode. And I have saved some of my romance picks that will also go into that. So I did want to say that because some of these are I, I really enjoyed them when I read them, but they're not like these these. Epic romances that have stayed with me mm-hmm. after yeah. I read the book. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, another romance that I read um, that was a fun, fast read um, is *The Wedding Date* by Jasmine Guillory, um, and that one is like a romantic comedy. I, that's how I felt. I mean, it could. I felt like it could easily be a jo- enjoyable movie. Um, it just it starts out with this. Um, Girl, a, a woman and a man getting stuck in an elevator and um they kind of have a connection and she becomes his um kind of date for a wedding and it just progresses from there and there are some of this the normal romantic comedy tropes in it um so it's not something that is um that stuck with me a long time after I read it. But when I read it, I really enjoyed it. And I really wanted to get through it because I wanted to see what happened. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a great book for February and for romance season. Um, so that's, that's my other pick. And I did want to mention, because I don't have any more after this, um, one of my favorite romances, and I don't even know if it would be categorized as a romance, but is Castle of Water, which we did on the Mm -hmm. podcast. (laughs) And, um, that was a story that stuck with me for a long time and still sticks with Mm -hmm. me to that day. And it's been a long time since I've read it. So, um, that's one of my favorites, but I didn't want to go into great links because we've discussed it lots of times on here but i love dane Huck- and that's dane hucklebridge mm-hmm. castle of
2: water so we or at least i could go on and on and on and on and on, and on about these joking. romance books that's not um, a joke nor I is think, it hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a good place to stop so i think maybe Maybe we'll continue sharing on social media, but we would also love to know what you would recommend, um, what your favorite love stories are. So check us out on Instagram at Unabridged Pod, on Facebook, um, you can look up Unabridged Podcast, um, and on Twitter. Um, and we would love to know what you would recommend as well. Thanks for listening.
0: Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We would love to hear them.
1: You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, on Instagram and Twitter at unabridgedpod, or on the web at unabridgedpod.com, or on our Patreon page. We'd like to thank Jared
2: Featherstone, who composed our theme music, Strings of Light. Many thanks to Katie Amy of Amy Photography, our podcast photographer, and Tim Rieger, our videographer. Thanks for listening to Unabridged.